Aurora's on this week? I'll give you a hint. I just got a text that says, getting beer now might be five minutes late. <laughs> Does that okay. answer your question? It, yeah. Podcast episode 139 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Mike Boris. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. Thank you very much, Sam. Welcome back, everybody. We have an article from Time that makes me very irritated, some silly Maine laws, and a Wisconsin brewing competition that I wish I could have taken part in. And we also have Boris back. Hi, Boris. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So, uh, Sam is just opening his beer, and Boris looks like you're just finishing snacking on something. So maybe I'll introduce my beer first. Go mm. for it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I have Caldera Brewing Company's Ginger Beer. Now, Caldera Brewing Company made a really outstanding coconut porter. So... Even though I don't like ginger that much, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Was this a um, beer you had on the show? Yes. Okay. So it's, I guess, supposed to be gingery. It's 4.7% ABV, has a medium thick white head, kind of normal clarity, I'd say. It looks, it looks like your average beer. There's a little bit of sweetness uh, in the nose, a little bit of ginger. It's a little, uh, a little underwhelming. I think there's so, um yeah Tyler every ginger beer that I've had drinks like much more like a soda than a beer to me mm-hmm. uh, in fact my one of my favorite mixed drinks is a dark and stormy which is ginger beer and dark rum right and yeah usually... I, I think uh, I can definitely see that it's much smoother I guess and even the carbonation feels more like a soda's carbonation than a beer carbonation but so maybe that's why I find it a little underwhelming because I'm used to like the kind of more aggressiveness of beer and it does feel in the mouth a little more like a soda. Yeah. Um, um yeah, Seagram's I don't know. Dark Stormy though. Seagram's dark rum and Seagram's ginger beer. Oof. Yeah, it sounds good. I don't know if Seagram's made rum. I think they do specifically for their proprietary dark and stormies, but really you can use anything. That's my that's my summer porch jam word. Mine's usually just jam. Just okay. Jelly. Straight out of the jar. Preservatives. No, you're, I think you're thinking of preserves. <laughs> Preservatives. <laughs> no, preservatives. You know, formaldehyde and that. Okay. Uh, are there any of those preservatives in the beer you're drinking tonight, Boris? I hope not, because I have Stone's Calabelgi, Belgi, sorry, Calabelgi IPA, B-E-L-G-I-E on the bottle. And there's a little umlaut over the E, so you know it's authentic. This is a California-style IPA with a Belgian twist. Uh, it's 6.9% alcohol by volume. So presumably the Belgian twist is that they use Belgian yeast. That would appear to be the Belgian twist, because it's definitely bitter and hoppy like a stone IPA wants to be. But it does have a bit of sort of a yeasty sweetness going on on the back. Is it cloudy? It's actually not. It's very clear. Whoa. And this is like... The bubbliest beer I've had in a long time. I, I don't can, know if you guys can see that going on. But I can see really, right through to your dome. Yeah. You can see real your face thing. through the camera through a beer. Oh, I love that. I can actually... <laughs> cool. Whoa. It's like a shitty um, Yeah, so this mirror. thing's crystal clear, very bubbly, pretty big head. I'll give the listeners two caveats. One is that I bought this like five minutes ago, so it's actually just room temperature. And the other is that I'm munching on wasabi almonds because I'm <laughs> real fucking hungry because I didn't eat dinner on the way. That home. would jack up your palate, I would think. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll see how I'll try and I'll try and hold off the snack until the end of the podcast, but uh, that's gonna affect the first few. No, sips, dude, just fucking house them. <laughs> then the back end of your beer will be all uh, all untainted. The back end is usually where the taint is located. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what do you have, Samuel? Okay, so this beer is fucking bonkers. This is Brett Pete Daydream by Berifico del Ducato, which is Italian, I guess. It's a blend of three beers, I would argue four beers. 
It's a uh, peated barley wine style ale, a ravish marzen with a part aged in scotch whiskey barrels. So it's like, that's the two parts, because part right. of it's aged and part of it's not. And the last part is a Brett ale, which has been inoculated with Brettanomyces before a six-month maturation in a steel vessel. I don't understand what any of this is. Your beer sounds like it's the whackness. Okay, so now picture, if you will, you've read this bottle and you're about to take your first sip. Right. Your expectations. What would you expect? I would expect something that tasted like like a, a barley wine and garbage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, not that good. Just like high alcohol, not good. It's actually only 7%. I guess I went into it not thinking so much in terms of good or bad, but thinking, this is going to be the weirdest tasting beer I've ever had. Yeah. And it exceeded those expectations. (laughs) This beer is bonkers off the wall crazy. (laughs) And yet, there are only two key notes. Um, One of them is tartness. Not like I feel like, not like a goza sour or even a sour ale, which I feel like has a hint of saltiness to it. Mm-hmm. There's no saltiness in this. It's just very tart. We're talking the Warheads candies, <laughs> the outside part, not the inside part type of sour. And Roush, but not Roush, you know, smoke, as I've come to expect it in a beer. It really tastes like, based on smell, what I assume a tire fire tastes like. <laughs> It's gross. This is this beer is totally nuts though. Actually, despite the fact that I said it tastes like a mixture of garbage that's on fire and a candy I don't like, this beer is kind of good. So when I said it tastes like uh, I imagine it tastes like garbage, I was half right. Yeah, I guess so. I could if by the end of this episode I give it a 2, I wouldn't be surprised, and if I give it a 9, I also wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how I feel about this at all. But it is, to, to my taste, a unique beverage experience. <laughs> That's really all we can ask, I guess. I'm going to go out on a limb and recommend this to everybody. Just for, <laughs> for the unique beverage experience. Alright. It, it looks like a normal beer. Like, I can see it on the screen. Oh, yeah. It, it looks, looks tame. Yeah, it could be, uh, could be a Budweiser, by the look of it. Yeah. Huh. Wacky. Alrighty, then. That's fun. So, you have... A beer that doesn't really taste like normal beer. And Time.com says that the hottest trend in craft brewing right now is beer that doesn't taste like beer. Oh, wow. Man, I couldn't have planned this better if I actually paid attention when I looked (laughs) up articles. So, I guess I agree with that, that, you know, thesis statement. There are a lot of fruity or unusual beers that are coming out now. But I really take issue with this article because it says that, oh, this is all because of millennials and the fact that brewers want to woo young adult women. I think I think this is ridiculous. Man, that was a one-two punch of offensive. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. So, one, I mean, obviously, just being like, yeah, young women, they hate what beer tastes like. We got to make it taste like fruit to trick them. That is that is really unbelievable that you would say that time dot com, and then number two, I mean, this is all because millennials like don't like beer, but they want to drink beer. Well, maybe it is kind of driven by millennials, but I think it's more driven by creativity of millennials than like a negative aspect. You know, I think this shift towards weird, new, interesting flavors it predates our being able to drink. Pumpkin be- pumpkin beers have been around since before we were 21. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there have always been weird styles of beers. Gozas weren't made up in 2014. Right. You know? I mean, but, they've, um, they've gained some steam, but... Yeah. But I think, I think they've gained steam not because we don't want to drink beer that tastes like beer, but more because we're interested in exploring new methods and new flavors and new uh, ingredients in a way that people haven't necessarily been before. You know, I mean, there was a, a stranglehold of American adjunct loggers for a while for a reason, you know, because people just weren't that creative. So I'm looking at this, the author's page, and there are a couple of key things. I, I, was, I was wondering because the, the author's uh, a woman. I thought, that's interesting. It's a, a little bit of a sexist take on this, which I, I think is interesting coming from a woman. 
And I was hoping to get a feel for her age, but there's kind of just like a shitty little thumbnail picture, so I can't really tell. She looks mm. like she's probably in her 30s. But the thing that I think is more interesting is, according to this, like, it's, here are all the articles she's posted. She posted like seven or eight articles in a day last week. It just makes me feel like none of these can be well-researched. Like, these just are all opinion shits. Yep. There are, you know, there's these not generalize and just say like oh I don't know, it's probably because of women there is a suggestion that there's actually a study that says that women between 22 and 34 consumed the most flavored beers of any other group but correlation but like, doesn't imply causation right you know just because they happen to like flavored beers doesn't mean people are cynically creating flavored beers to woo women right i mean it would be interesting if you know most craft beers Almost all craft breweries aren't big enough to advertise. I would be interested to see if, you know, you have a, a peach mango pale, if that advertising campaign is going to be different than a triple IPA. Mm, yeah. But I have never and probably never will see a television advertisement for either. One thing I will say, you know, I haven't seen television advertisements, but every time I think of a fruity beer, the first thing that pops into my head is hell or high watermelon. You know, and 21st Amendment Brewing Company, the company that makes that, has very distinctive can art for all their cans. And I don't think there's a real noticeable difference between Hell or High Watermelon and any of their other beers. So I think that's a comforting indication. Well, speaking as someone who actually went to their tap house and had it all on tap, uh, I didn't see the cans. Oh. Okay. I didn't actually have a point. I just wanted to to be like, dude, I did that (laughs) when I was in California. You're a monkey dick. That's what you are. Okay. Forrest, did you have something important to say? Not really. I just think it's more like, we've talked on the show before about how, like, before the 80s, like, craft beer wasn't even really a thing. Mm. And so it's almost like, well, of course our generation is, like, more into it than anyone else. And I feel like the the whole, like, condescending tone of this article is, like, you can't even get beer that tastes like beer anymore. This is bad. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck you, lady. Like, you can walk into any liquor store and get any, like, amount of shitty cheap beer or, like, any kind of pale ale or IPA you want. Like, just because people like crazy beers more now and want to try new things doesn't mean that, like, the beer industry is dying. But but maybe what she wants is, like, a, a lager or a pale ale that isn't shitty but also isn't nutso. Like, I, I've... I kind of had this revelation the other day. Three, uh, three Sacks bought a four-pack of music. It was like beer to drink music to or something like that. Yeah. It was uh, a Belgian... Dogfish tri- Head, right? Yeah, Dogfish Head, Belgian Triple. And I, I, like, I kind of had this notion about Dogfish Head. I've kind of been on this roller coaster with them. Where at first it was like, when I was like first getting into craft beer, I was like, oh, wow, this is like... A gold standard of craft beer and then there was just so much stuff that was like you're just pumping out weird crap for the sake of pumping out weird crap yeah. and, it, and it was frustrating to me i was like maybe they're not even good maybe they're just innovative to a fault yeah and then i had this belgian triple which was not a flashy or like you know brewed with asphalt and <laughs> cherry stems you yeah. know it was nothing crazy like that it was just this is a belgian triple and it's like this is a miraculous Belgian triple. This is one of the best Belgian triples I've ever had, and it just made me remember, oh, right, they can make really, really good beer. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is maybe what she's looking for is classic styles brewed really well without bells and whistles. And I can understand wanting that, because I I do feel like sometimes I'll just go out and think, I could really go for an IPA, and it's a bunch of wacky kinds of IPAs like no I just want a crisp pale ale with a lot of hops and some bitterness and that that should be really easy to achieve and sometimes it's like no I don't want tangerine and I don't want raspberry I just want an IPA and I'm not trying to say that those are bad I've had tangerine IPAs I really liked and and in terms of interesting beers those are interesting beers and I like interesting beers but sometimes you're just looking for something that's not swinging for the fences something that's going for a base hit sometimes that's all i want is a base hit and it's it can be hard to find sometimes well i mean i can agree with i can understand that desire but i don't think i've ever had a problem just finding like a normal style i think i can always go out and find just like a normal brown ale like anywhere you know no yeah i i can always find an ipa but it's not always good i've had Mm. enough of the beers around here 
that I can look and see, okay, there's four IPAs, two of them are crazy, and two of them suck. And then I'll go for one of the crazy ones, because I don't want a beer that sucks. Mm. But I guess usually you can get Hopalicious, and that is an example of <laughs> Yeah, IPA. I don't know, I feel like there's sort it's of a, a local staple that you can get pretty much anywhere, and like, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale's good, and I've never been at a place where I couldn't find that, or something yeah. like that, or like, Founders All Day, like... Yeah. I feel like there are staples that you can get pretty much anywhere. But I don't always want a staple. What if I want something new that isn't crazy? Uh, well, then you're going to have to like drink less beer so you haven't like tried <laughs> it already. I, I disagree. Think. I think we need better distribution and more local breweries and uh, need to have a stronger liver. Right. Yeah, you'll, you'll never hear me argue against any of those points. So. Well, that was a, a lot of thoughtful content, gentlemen. You guys want to make some poop jokes or something? Uh, okay. Did you poop on something interesting this week? No. <laughs> I wish, though. I saw a swan the other day. Did a shit on it? Did a shit on it. <laughs> no. I don't think I really did that much that interesting. I'm doing that stupid workshop that I accidentally signed up for for kids tomorrow. Oh, are you super yeah. nervous? Am I nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I'm just still pissed that I have to do it. Are you getting sweet bonus points or anything? It will go on my resume. That's, that's better than bonus points. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's like fifth graders and kindergartners for like three hours, you know? And like, I don't really care if I look stupid. Like, what's really looking stupid to a fifth grader, right? Like, that's not going to scar my soul. But like, it's just going to be a fucking slog. I used to do tutoring of elementary school students. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a piece of advice. Okay. They really like it when you talk about John Cena. <laughs> now that might be a little bit dated because it was about eight, ten years ago that I was I don't dealing think with it these is kids. Dated. But uh, no, he's still going. Yeah, John, haven't you seen that meme with John Cena just coming into surprising situations? Oh, yeah. There's a whole subreddit called Unexpected Cena. Yeah, so maybe just halfway through my presentation, I'll turn around and have a John Cena mask on and just like tackle a kid. <laughs> and then they'll be like, "You're not allowed to do that." And they'll be like, "You can't see you me. Can't see and me. I'll just get out of there." Yeah. And then they play his theme song in the background, right. which has, like, the catchiest horns ever. Ba-ba-da-ba! And his name is John Cena! Yeah. So good. No, it's perfect. Yeah, John so, Cena yeah. and D-Generation X and kind of speaking ill of some of your co-volunteers. That, that's no problem. That all worked for me when I, was, when I was up in that shit. I'm volunteering with a person that I just absolutely hate, so that makes it worse. Or better. If you can gain ground with these children by talking <laughs> shit about this person, you yeah. need to not go into this thinking you are their superior, because they're thinking this is an outsider. Right. They need to prove. They need to prove themselves to us. They're the tribe. Right. No, I'm not in in any way trying to enforce myself upon them. I just want. I just want to like say what I have to say, and like then they can do whatever they want. You know. Like, throw pencil sharpeners at you and whatnot. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. if you could find a, uh, I know that John Cena does a lot of volunteer work with like Make a Wish and that kind of stuff, which is yeah. cool. My guess is he's done something environmental. I would uh-huh. look that up if you could. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me to like put on a bald cap and say I had cancer. Try to get John Cena to come up here and do <laughs> no. this presentation for me. <laughs> I thought you were getting him to pretend he was John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing his weekly environmental work. Right. <laughs> Yeah, those muscles, those are all CGI in post on the TV. <laughs> Off the roids. Right. No, but, so that's what I'm doing. That's my big news, and I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to it. But next week, I'll probably have some sweet content about how all the kids hated me. Yeah, about how you lost your arm. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. <laughs> those children are vicious. Came at me with rulers. Those rulers are sharp as hell. Those metal rulers, do they even have those anymore? Are those allowed? Probably not. They probably took those away. With... Yeah, we never should have been given those as kids. No. Or those compass things. Like, those are just big old spikes that you could ram into somebody's back. Yeah, we had to use safety compasses. <laughs> Nerd. What? It's because I'm from the hood and whatnot. Because you're from the south. The violent south. The dirty south. There were situations in my schooling district, I'll have you know, sirs. Yeah. Well, there weren't any in mine. Did any of you do anything hilarious? Dog, no. I'm so sorry. I was talking about it before the show, like, I gotta come up with something. And I got, I just got nothing. That's okay. Sometimes that's the way it is. 
Oh, hey, Boris, did you ever, I mean, I know we're just burning through people's topics, like, one after the other, but I'm very curious as to whether you met up with that lady again or not. I actually did. I've seen her, like, five or six times now. Um, yeah. Nah, nah, if you excited about this one. Why is, yeah. why is Sam making that face? I'm, no, I'm just, I'm coughing into my hand. I'm trying to, I don't want to get picked up on the mic. So how was your date? We had a few. One was, uh, one involved... So she grew up around here and lives like out in the burbs with uh, with her parents still. Um, but they live in like this like old money town. Like her great grandfather built the house that they're living in right now. With his bare hands? I he may have had gloves, I don't know. Wow, what but... a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were portraits of him all over the house, so I'll be sure to tell him the next time I'm out there. <laughs> tell his ghost? Yeah, well, there's, like, yeah, her entire fucking family, like, every male member of her family has this, like, scowling portrait in her house, and it's really weird. But, yeah, so I went out there, and we, like, made pizza and shit, and it was real nice. And then I've seen her a couple times since then, so. And, I I mean, this all sounds like it's optimistic. So, is it safe to assume you're planning to see her again at some point? Uh, yes, that is very safe to assume. Cool. Cool. I feel like we need to give her a show name at this point, right? Oh, wow. So things are getting serious. Isn't that what we usually do to girls I've seen like two or three times? (laughs) Can we call her Scrooge McDuck? Um, Yeah, I feel like we can do better. That's also not an object that I'm looking at. (laughs) (laughs) Were you looking at a thing called Lady Tinder when we named Lady Tinder? No, I think that was a... That was a... uh, Sam Ginsburg original. Uh, well, if you're going to name her, then just... What is it? Wasabi Almonds? <laughs> I like it. Yes. That's going to hurt on the ween. That would work if she was Asian. <laughs> we don't know she's not Asian, Tyler. She's she's She lives in a house with scowling New England relatives. I'm sure she's blindingly white. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah she was actually the, the first... Uh, descended from the first Chinese immigrant to America. Um, nah, nah, nah. She white. Yeah, yeah. She she white as the uh, how you say driven snow. The driven least. snow. She's white as a Vermont. Oh, that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, definitely helped to have have connections in Wisconsin and in uh, from her high school days. In terms uh, of white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like, "You're white. I'm white. There's white people in Wisconsin. I know them. No way." Um, no, but we yeah, don't all actually, know each other. God damn it! <laughs> she's like friends with Hildy, who yeah, I think you mentioned that last time. Yeah, is one of our friends in Wisconsin. So it's, it's kind of cool because cool. usually you meet someone and like you spend you have to spend the first few hours that you know them like proving to them that you're not like a weird serial killer. Right. Well, uh, in this I don't case, think that's everyone. You just have one of those faces. <laughs> yeah. It was you probably just have one of those bodies in your trunk. Not anymore. I got rid of it. They start to see Wow. Yeah. That's like serial killing 101. Speaking yeah. of things that smell. Barley. No, he smells good. I had, to give him a, I had to give him a shower this weekend. We're off baths. I don't give him baths. I give him showers. He's a grown-up now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of something that smells. Wait, I have an adorable question. Is that just you showering, but you bring him in the shower with you? Well, I don't... I don't he, he has a tendency to bite a little bit, so I don't trust him all up in my nudes so i go in there in gym shorts <laughs> but it, it isn't it isn't me showering it's me showering him and like so i have to make him stand up on his hind legs to get his tummy and whatnot and he has dog shampoo that i use on him and then immediately afterwards i go take an actual shower because i've been rubbing up against a stinky dog for 20 minutes right but is there a is there a fundamental difference between dog shampoo and human shampoo actually i've heard from a, multiple sources that you should just use child shampoo and because it's it's cheaper and it does it has the same shit in it but i don't know i actually thought of a barley related thing that's kind of funny oh yeah yeah like i had to I had to give him a couple showers this weekend actually because i kept taking him to the dog park where he you know gets in messes there was so there was this huge puddle that was mostly mud that he kept going into and drinking out of and then I would like, you know, I'm a responsible dog owner, so I have my bowl and my bottle of water. I put some water in the bowl, and I, you know, beckon him over. And he comes over, takes a lick out of it, and runs away. 
And then the other dogs come and start drinking out of it, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he comes back, kicks the bowl over, <laughs> picks it up and runs away with it like it's a toy, and he's playing keep away. It's like, you son of a bitch. And then he just keeps going back to this puddle over and over again and drinking out of it, and he's a bad influence, so the other dogs are going and drinking out of this puddle. And it kind of has become this communal thing. And then right before we left... Barley poisoned the water hole. Oh, he's shitting it. He, he, well, he only peed in it, but he peed in it a lot. <laughs> if I can't have it, I'm spiking it and leaving. Right, and 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 I like was I was there was one person who saw it, and I was like, oh no, Barley, don't do that, because I have to like seem like I'm remorseful, but really I was like, okay, let's keep this quiet, and get the fuck out of here, because there are, there are a lot of dogs and dog owners that we see there regularly like some people like i go there maybe twice a week and there's some people who are there like every day so like i can't have them thinking my dog's an asshole because i'm gonna see them again in a week so we dipped that's very amusing i'm amused by that i did it i said a thing all it took was my dog being an asshole (laughs) if only everything in life was that easy you know what's not easy? Brewing and selling beer in Maine. Why not? Well, according to WGME.com, craft beer boom challenges Maine's antiquated alcohol laws. Like, we've talked about a bunch of other times where wacky old Prohibition-era beer laws have gotten in the way of doing things. Is white people just the theme of this episode? <laughs> Maine, Wisconsin, Vermont. Boston. Boston. Yeah, um, it's a multicultural city. I will have you all know. Massachusetts. Yeah, if you if you count like English, Irish, and Scottish as different ethnicities. <laughs> uh, well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess Maine is is pretty big in the. Well, I don't know if it's big in the craft beer world. But the craft beer world is big in Maine. It ranks sixth in the nation uh, for breweries per capita and seventh for per capita economic impact. From breweries. That is so surprising. So I, yeah. I have family in Maine, and I feel like every time I go to Maine, I'm like, oh, there's going to be breweries that I haven't had before. And I think all their beer sucks. Yeah, I, I was also surprised to learn this, but I mean, them's the stats. So Maine, though, has all these wacky laws on the books that really make it hard to serve beer, uh, like in a brew pub or, you know, like your, your local craft brewery. One of them, the one I think that is the whackness, is that passed in like 1930-something, this law says you can't advertise the alcohol content of beers on your menu because it'll encourage people to drink stronger beers. Well, that is fucking crazy. If you just don't list the alcohol and there's like one that's 12% and all the others are 5 like the people getting that 12% are going to be knocked on their ass and have no idea. Irresponsible. I disagree with their ruling, but I do agree with their assumption in that I will order a beer because I see it's 12%. That's, yeah, I was going to say, they're not wrong, they're just wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe one of their underlying premises is correct, but still, like, you can't just disguise the amount of alcohol in a beer and expect good consequences. That is craziness. It's common practice in a brew pub that serves pints to serve... Beers that are 8% plus in, like, 8 or 10-ounce pours. Yeah. That's how you mitigate this, correct? Yeah. I, I just think this that law is nutso. Yeah. And uh, it's still on the books. And apparently, like, it wasn't really known that it was still on the books until 2014 when a brew pub got in trouble with, a, a like, a state inspector. And they were like, yeah, you're violating this, like, 80-year-old law, by the way. And I'm like, oh. And now it's come up in, in the news. Also, brew pubs have to have a separate entrance and exit for the room where they're selling beer, which I think is wacky. Is there a historical there basis a separate for that room? One? I, I don't know why. It's just it says they have to do that. And that I also find very silly. This is weird. I do think this this whoever illustrated for this article should be should be given a raise because I really like this image of like a tap pouring with red tape coming out of it. <laughs> oh, that's red tape. Yeah, I, no, it took I, me a minute, too. I was like, is this blood? That seems like a really vicious illustration for, like, a minor inconvenience. But man, hey, speaking of people team. that need raises, Boris, with figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Boris. It went way over my head. All right, so maybe this illustrator doesn't need a raise. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more more the answer, actually. But I just thought those laws were, were pretty crazy. 
I have not heard of anything like that, especially disguising the alcohol content. That is so silly. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's like they had good intentions, but like totally missed the mark. I completely understand the rationale. They just made the wrong conclusion. (laughs) Yeah. But like like we said, there are also people who will choose to order like 5% beers instead of high alcohol beers because they want to have like three or four and be able to drive home. I have have definitely gone out to our local beer pub and – well, it's not really a beer pub. Local brewery, I should say. Um, I've regularly gone out to the local brewery and gotten lower ABV beers because I know we're going to be there for 10 hours with Becca's terrible friends. (laughs) Um, And I need to pace myself or I will pass out. Or yell at them all. Yeah, or or yell at them all. So, I mean, I also have gone the other way and gotten big beers because I want to get schwasty. But, I mean, I definitely think both are valid scenarios. But I also think that by disguising the the alcohol, you're just leading to worse stuff. Yeah, if someone's express goal is to be safe, you're not allowing them to do that. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're getting water or whatever. Right. Loser. Loser. Peer pressure. Yep. I I wonder how specific this is to Maine or if, like, other states have terrible, terrible... I mean, we know that a lot of states have really weird blue laws on the book, but... We've done reporting on that, and I'm still wearing my come and take it t-shirt uh which they did come and take and i haven't heard it <laughs> since then right uh no they, um it's there's there's a back and forth that's still continuing it's it's currently in the courts yeah okay. so it'll be a damn while before we hear anything that's a that's a texas law thing for the listener that doesn't hear every episode uh, <laughs> a theoretical person i've invented the rare listener yeah or guest on the show but i'm sure there's an infographic somewhere that's just like map of the u.s and each state is just here's a weird law about booze well yeah like so in massachusetts they actually can't do happy hour like that's our weird blue law so it's like illegal to discount the price of drinks based on like time of day interesting so a lot of bars will do like half off appetizers or something like that to try and get you in but there's no like concept of a happy hour here but the one in wisconsin was like you can't buy beer or alcohol after 9 p.m yeah and I feel like both of them are kind of stupid and misguided. Man, if this infographic doesn't exist, I should make it and submit it to BuzzFeed. They jizz all over this shit. <laughs> well, this shit. You have non- to put a number in the title, though. Like, you No, know, it's one infographic. Or One infographic just explained all these crazy laws. Or 50 states with weird <laughs> booze laws. <laughs> number 18 is crazy. But, yeah, it's kind of funny because I feel like we have, like, real arguments against all of them. But they're all different, and, like, like 50 individual states panicked about something at some point and, like, made these ridiculous laws. But they all did it differently. Yeah. It is very, very silly. What are you looking up, Samuel? I'm trying to... I googled infographic booze law, and I forgot to type in U.S. maps, so I came up with a bunch of things that aren't that helpful. Minimum drinking age? Wait, hold on. Th- that should be one uniform color. They they tried to lower the minimum drinking age in Vermont to 18, like back in the 90s, early 2000s, and the federal government was like, yeah, you can do that, but we'll take away all of your highway funding. Yeah, so, don't you lose like a fuck ton of money if you try and do that? Yeah, so it yeah, didn't work. It's a state-by-state law that happens to be the same in every state because of the federal government. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm seeing some stuff that has some stuff, but I think you're going to have to make this infographic. Wait, wait, could this be considered an interpreted sign? Yes, it could be, Samuel. Do it! You're welcome. I actually, I had to present, everybody had to present their interpretive signs today, and it was all like, you know, you know like Yellowstone National Park, or learn about red pandas, you know, and stuff like that, and then mine was on the Dachau Crematoria, and I had to read about all the burned bodies and show the pictures of corpses and stuff like that, and it was... It really cast a pall over the class. And everyone was like, Yeah. I have to assume. Yeah. So that was that was uncomfortable today. <laughs> well, you made that bed and then you shit in it. I sure did. Yeah. Sure did. Uh yeah. Hey, you know what we haven't done yet, surprisingly? The porn game. The porn game. I tried to get there from saying that something smelled bad earlier. Oh. It didn't happen. Was it the shit in my bed? Uh, it was now. Okay. 
I have one that's not a musical, so I'm pretty sure you'll be happy with that. Yay! I have one that I think is funny, but also I'm worried you won't get. Mm. Boris? Uh, I'm, I'm working real hard over here, guys. Okay. I'll so be with you want, <laughs> Do you want to go first, or should I go first, Samuel? Uh, I'll go first. I feel like I never go first. All right. So, mine is about an annual award ceremony for sex. And this is one of this is one of the most important prizes. This is like best picture. This yeah. is the equivalent. It's so it's like the best sex slash vagina. Oh. I really thought it was gonna be best in blow, but you just ruined that for me. It's not that. Damn. It's the best vagina? Well, this term I think literally would translate to vagina, but people use it as Sex a lot in the same way as you said, oh, I got to get that pussy. They, they mean they want to have sex with a vagina. Is uh, it poon? Uh, I think you said poon, and the answer is no. This is not a common term for clam. vagina or sex. I would say less common than clam. Less common than clam? Which is, oh, which no. is, which is why it's going to be hard for you to get there. And So I think where you should start is that this is an award ceremony right. and key factor this ceremony happens annually. Right. Yearly? Ye- of the year? Of the year. Okay. It's something clam of the, the year. year. It's not clam. Get away from clam. Ham? Ham of the year is a thing. Ham of the year? Three-sex <laughs> just figured it out. Slam of the year? No, you're. That's, it's not man of the year. Get out of here with that. Oh. Oh. Did you figure it out, three-sex? Yeah. What is what it? What is it? Say it nice and loud, three-sex, or come up to the microphone. <laughs> she's just writhing on the couch she's so hey, if she doesn't want to say it she shouldn't figure it out so audibly <laughs> Wait, do you guys watch Bob's Burgers cause Tina yeah. uh, it's being a real Tina right now yeah she sure is That's a she sure call. is think uh, about all those butts three stacks uh, uh, I think butts. she's coming here she's butts. making her way very slowly making her way downtown walking slow I really just want to give them a little bit of extra time to figure it out okay uh, no, we're waiting for you buddy yeah, no, I feel stupid now. It's Nookie of the Year. That is correct. Instead oh, of, I get it. Instead of Cookie of the Year? <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Oh, oh. That's uh, a good one. Eh, not too bad. Three stacks disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, mine, I'm surprised we haven't done. And I will say it's not, it's not a rhyme, Samuel. Damn it. But it's really not, like, that far off, so I think you should be able to get it. Based on a movie, and this pornographic feature stars an ejaculating academic. Professor Sex. Is there a movie, Professor X? Oh, there's just a character, Professor X. Yeah. Okay. Um, is Professor correct? Professor is correct. Mm. Oh, is it? Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so, now tell me. Would the original also kind of work for this title? Yeah, kind of. Okay, so I think you know what it is, but now i got to think of what it is. And it's about ejaculating? Yeah. It's also kind of an obscure... I mean, not obscure, just little used. I can't have him steal this from me. But... I'm not going to get it, dude. Okay. <laughs> no, if I tell you what I know, you might steal it from me. So I I'm do... racking my brains for a movie that starts that has the word professor in it, and I like can't. So. So okay, so I've already, I've already thought of a better title than what you have, Tyler, and I don't know what the answer is. Oh. So I'm gonna say mine, even though it's wrong. Okay. And it's the slutty professor. <laughs> oh shit! It's not the slutty professor. Which is why the nutty professor would also kind of work. Right, right, right. But right. what's a jizz word? Do you want me to tell you? The cummy professor? No, no, no. I told you it's not a rhyme. Yeah, nut and cum don't rhyme, dum dum. <laughs> Nutty and cummy. Don't rhyme. Yeah. Well close okay. enough. You're, yeah, it's not even that close. What <laughs> those aren't close either. Just don't change the original that much. The the nut on professor? Close. The nutting professor? Yes. Oh. The Man, I accidentally came up with, like, four better versions of that. (laughs) You really did. Okay, the slutty professor is better, but that's all I'll give you. I still think the nutty professor would be better than the nutting professor. Well, 
Shut up. How about you? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Boris. All right, uh, I have one that I'm guessing you guys might have done already. I'm putting putting it at like a 60 to 70% chance it's been done, but okay. I think I've heard it, so fuck you guys. Uh, inspired okay. by the lady and I and uh, roommate who hadn't seen this movie, watched it this weekend. Not not inspired by, by real life events, unfortunately. But this is about a group of adventurers who uh, go off in search of vagina. A group of Avengers? I'm um, like, yeah, just the title would not give you much of a plot summary, so I'm embellishing a bit related to the original movie. Poon Raider? Uh, no, but you're close. Womb Raider? Raider. Sorry? Womb Raider. Raider. No. Is this, is this the right original? It was the right slang term. Poon. poon? So Poon, but not Poon Raider. Mm-hmm. Is Tomb right? Like, does it tomb rhyme? Tomb is not right. Okay. Poonraker? <laughs> he said it because we've done it. We've done yeah. Poonraker. Yeah. Uh, I could think of a much better summary for Poonraker than what I just <laughs> said, so no. <laughs> is it a true rhyme? It is a true rhyme. From the earth to the poon? In fact, I'm only changing one letter in the entire title. From the earth to the I poon? Imagine... Sorry? From the earth to the poon? <laughs> no. I imagine it would be like, if there were a group of teenage boys, it's what they would call themselves as they, like, went Squad? off in search in search of Poon. Squad? Oh. Squad is not in, in it, no. Gang? Gang is not in oh, it. Oh, Three Stacks has it again. Come on up. Yes! Come on oh, up, Three Stacks. And you can only tell she knows it because of the exasperated sigh she makes every time. <laughs> Miss you, love you. <laughs> It's the booties! Uh, <laughs> Come on now. Good job, Three Stacks. That's not right. Good job, Three Stacks. Bad job, Boris. Bad job, Boris. It's better than your fucking titles. Shut up, both of you. I don't think the poonies was. I think the best title of the day was The Slutty Professor. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. We've hit a new low, boys. Okay. Let's see. So, Samuel, in college, you and I got to participate in a beer brewing class, which was pretty fun. Yeah, it's great. And apparently, at UW-Madison, they also have a beer brewing class. Hey, wait. That's the college in the town that I live in. Oh, what? Yeah, it is. Um, apparently, they have a beer brewing class at UW-Madison, which is cool. But the really cool part is, instead of just having, like, class competitions where you win the pride and respect of your fellow brewers at uw madison the winner of their brew off is having their beer on tap throughout the state which i think is dope as hell how is that legal i don't know it must be through oh it says wisconsin brewing company on it so it must be like a semi-contracted thing i don't know because yeah, just, I'm sure just it's in terms of them, by, like, they take care of the distribution. Right. In terms of this being allowed, there needs to be like a legally submitted label and someone with a brewing license and all that shit. Yeah. But with Wisconsin Brew Co. stamped on here, that all makes sense. I think that's awesome, and I wish that had been one of the prizes for our brewing because it would have been one of our beers. Yeah, we we won both times. Yeah. So I'm mad jealous and i think that's very cool yeah maybe i'll go and roll and <laughs> dig up some old recipes so the winner was sweet caroline an american wheat ale and i feel like that's not even that adventurous you know you could probably you could probably enter something that would win well we don't know maybe this is the best wheat ale ever that's i mean that's true maybe this is what that lady from the first article was looking for could be yeah hmm. so way to go team for winning, and I wish I was you. Yep. Yep. That's really the end of that article. I just thought yeah, it was I super don't cool. Have a ton to say about this. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yes. There's no controversy here. We just all wish we were in college. It, well, I mean, comes down. I guess like what I'm trying to say is for me. Yeah. I just wish it was you know four years ago. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because I'm I'm more worried about turning 26 than turning 25. Wait, why? I don't know. I feel like 25 wasn't that big of a deal. Like, it's quarter life, whatever. But, like, I feel like I was still on the upswing, you know? Now, like, I've hit five, I'm on the downward slope. So you're back down towards your 30s? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. 
Well, I disagree. I thought 25 was just sort of a weird quarter of a century milestone. I don't know. I never expected to hit. Well, Six living that life. hard life. The nice thing about it is, thanks to denial, I'm immortal. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Stole that joke from that. Futurama. Uh, I gotta get me some of that denial. Also, that new placebo drug. Oh, yeah. It does wonders. Yeah, that would get you fucked up. Yeah. That's about... That's about all the scheduled programming we had. Do we feel like we're at a point where we can rate? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't want to go first. I still have to make my decision. I do. Okay. Well, I'm very interested in what you think. I still have not decided what I'm giving it. I think I'm going to have to listen to myself talk about it and then figure out a rating from there. Perifico del Ducato, Brett Pete Daydream. I'm not going to read you all the copy again. It's a crazy, crazy blended ale with a bunch of crazy shit in it from Italy. It's crazy. <laughs> and it tastes crazy. I didn't like the smell at all. I found it very off-putting. And then the taste is weird. It's sour at the front, tire fire at the back. The tire fire really grows on you in a weird way. <laughs> the sour does not. I think I said before, this beer is bonkers off the wall. And everyone should try it, and I agree with that sentiment. Everyone should try this. Although, I will not tell you, oh, you'd like it. You should try it. I'll just tell you, oh, you should try it. Right. Because it really it really tastes absurd. And I respect that too much. So I'm going to give it a 6.3, even though I think if I, if I found a six-pack of this in my fridge, it would take me a, a month and a half to get through <laughs> it. I don't really like it, but it's so original that I need to give it a good rating. I can respect that. I would love to try that beer, even though I also think I wouldn't like it very much. Oh, yeah, you would hate it. Right. But I, I, I would definitely buy it if I saw it. Well, you wouldn't, too. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember how much it costs. I just like saying that to you. I mean, it's almost certainly true. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Uh, so, <laughs> Boris, how did you feel about your beer? So I had the Stone Calabelgie IPA, uh, which is a California-style IPA with a Belgian twist. I think Stone is known across the country for brewing sort of hard-in-the-paint, high ABV, high hops IPAs. So this was, I guess, a softer take. But it was good. Overall, I enjoyed it. I have a bit left. I'm definitely going to finish the rest of it. Unlike Sam's hoity-toity expensive beers... This one actually ran me like six fifty for a bomber, which I think is super reasonable, especially for a stone. Yeah. Uh, um, and here's a fun fact for everybody: because Belgium is a country of two languages, fifty percent of the Stone Cali IPA bottles are labeled Cali Belgique, and the other half Cali Belgique with a G I Q U E on the end of it. So oh, if you're like one of our many listeners who follows our recommendations every week, and you try and go out and find this, and you can only find Cali Belgique. Don't worry, it's the same beer. Wait, so is one of them Belgian and one of them one of them's French? I want to say one of them is German and the other is French. But 100% of them were attacked by ISIS this week. Oh, dude, come on. <laughs> we made it so close to the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess I gotta, I don't know, yeah. Brussels, love you. You have the Delirium Cafe, which has more beers than any place I've ever been in, which is like over 2,000, so... Props to you. But I would give this, I want to give it a seven. It's it's good. It's hoppy if you like hops. It's yeasty if you're into Belgians for the sort of weird, fruity, yeasty, tropical flavors that come out of it. And it's a 7% bomber for some not too much monies. Overall, it's good. It doesn't really knock any one thing out of the park. But I recommend it to, if you like hops and you like Belgians, like I don't think this would be a good crossover if you're trying to get into one or the other. Because it's not super Belgian-y and it's very hoppy. Um, so if you're not into hops, you're not going to start here. But yeah, if you like hops, this is definitely something you should check out. Cool. I had Caldera Brewing Company's ginger beer. At first, I think I said I was underwhelmed. But that ginger taste really grew on me throughout drinking. I didn't really get it in the first sip, but it was it was definitely evident, you know, halfway through. Did it taste like Chinese food? It didn't taste like Chinese food, no. We had that one gingered ale in college from our homebrewing class that tasted like straight Chinese food. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, it just also tastes like Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it didn't taste anything like that. 
I actually found this to be very refreshing. I don't love the taste of ginger, but I thought in this quantity, it, it really made it kind of a lighter, airier beer. Like I said, very refreshing. I think this is a good beer to just hang out and drink. You know, it won't tire you out. It won't make you feel too heavy. It's only 4.7, so you're not going to get shitty. And I will give this, I think, also a 7%. It definitely grew on me throughout drinking it. I, I imagine you, you mean a 7? Not a 0. Oh, yes, not a 7%. Seven. Seven. Yeah, no, yes, I give it a 7. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Samuel, what do you have next week? Well, I think you might have a decent guess, because I think you might have you might know what style I'm coming with. No. You may have forgotten. Let me give you a hint. Based on certain songs, you might assume that this would pair well with two zigzags. Oh, is this... <laughs> oh yeah, shit, I forgot. Next week we're doing 40s on 140, so I guess you already have Colt 45. Yeah, but I, ooh, 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 that is a great idea. It took me like an hour. Three <laughs> seconds and I had to drive to like, I think we went to a liquor store and then two gas stations and then a grocery store and we finally found it. Damn, I should try to get some Really, it's that hard to find 40s in Madison? I was shocked. Uh, she found a Reddit thread actually about... Like, these are the places you can find it, and these are the places you can't. But it was two years out of date. So, yeah, I was between Colt 45 and OE. I'll try to bring OE onto the show. Well, we'll need... Whoever our third is, we're going to have to be like, so buy a 40 or something other than the two things you can get 40s okay. of. What is the other one? Cobra? Oh, I don't know Cobra. Uh, yeah, there's, there's Cobra. There's, oh, there's Steel, there's Steel Reserve. Reserve, yeah. Oh, Steely. Um, the... The place we were at actually had 40s of Budweiser and PBR, too. But I thought that that was not really in the spirit. No, no. Yeah, okay. Right, I forgot about 40s on 140. So look forward to that, listeners. Definitely join us for next episode. It should be pretty amusing. Thank you, Boris, for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Love speaking. And if anybody wants to comment or tell us literally anything in the entire world, you can tweet at us at Bruce2s. Uh, you can... <laughs> Bruce Tuesday? Yeah. You can comment on our links at BruceTuesday.com, and you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, make sure to join us for 40s on 140. Don't let the bastards keep you down. We'll see you next episode, everybody. Bye. 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 Comes up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need